0: Hey, everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories.
1: The following story is inspired by real threats faced by California's national and state parks. Due to strong language and adult themes, listener discretion is advised.
2: Previously on Dark Woods.
0: The mining permits are the only topic on the agenda tonight. If Laura gets pressured into approving that deal... Half the park will be stripped by this time next year.
2: Hey, uh, have you seen Chelsea Brew around here lately? Ronnie's daughter? Uh, yeah, actually. She came in yesterday morning. Did she say where she was going? No, not to me.
0: A body was just found at the bottom of Fern Canyon.
2: You said body? Yeah. The description matches Chelsea. appreciate the quick turnaround, Dr. Elliott.
3: You requested the blood work yourself, is that right? Yeah. You were right to do so. I know you knew her. I should warn it's you. It's okay. Let's see her. Cause of death was severe impact trauma. The uh, left side of her head took the brunt of the fall, as you can see. Jesus. Her legs were largely intact. I noticed some swelling around the right ankle. Turned out to be a mild sprain. What's this? Hmm. On her wrist. It looks like poison oak. That's exactly what it is. Both her hands are covered in it. That's weird. How's that?
2: There's no poison oak at Beaver Creek. We try to keep the popular trails
3: clear of it. I thought she was found at Fern Canyon. She was.
2: <clears throat> what about the blood work?
3: Right. The fall is what ultimately killed her. But these results tell me she was in critical condition well before that. Critical how? Are you familiar with anticoagulants, Warden? Mm, no. They're mostly found in pest control products, pesticides, rodenticides, that sort of thing. Hmm. The anticoagulants act as a blood thinner, which prevents the blood from clotting. Next comes internal bleeding, organ failure, and eventually
2: death. And she had some in her system?
3: A lethal amount, yes. I'll need more time to examine the tissue samples, but the writing is on the wall.
2: How does that happen?
3: She ate rat poison? With these levels, it's more likely she drank it. She wouldn't just drink something like that. My guess is she didn't know. Was uh,
2: Was she in pain? She was. Yes.
3: <clears throat> Can I get a copy of that report? Take this one. I'll fax a copy over to Captain Higgs.
2: She was poisoned.
1: Entertainment and Endeavor content present Darkwoods Episode 2 Upstream
2: Here, boy. That's it. Come here. All right, settle down. Settle down there. Okay, here. Smell this. Good boy. Good boy. Got it? Okay, go. Test one, two. Test one, two. Saturday, August fifth, two thousand four. I'm at Beaver Creek. Chelsea Brewer's last known assignment. Uh, it's uh, it's seven forty-six a.m. Just over twenty hours since her body was discovered. I'm gonna check the creek bed to see if she left anything behind. Water's clear. I uh, I couldn't spot any poison oak on my approach. It doesn't look to be any down here by the creek bed. She must have run into a batch on her way to Fern Canyon. I, I still don't know how she wound up there. Hold on. Alligator weeds. Pulled up at the root. I got a couple here along the banks. And There's more up ahead. Must be over a dozen. <sighs> Footprints. It's a single pair heading north. <sighs> it's got to be hers. I, I'm, uh, I'm going to snap some photos. <clears throat> has got something up ahead. Hey, get back. Don't touch it. Get back. Sit. Good boy, good boy. Got a canteen here. Hot pink. Looks about half full. backing it. End session.
4: It's 9 a.m., top of the hour. We have an update on the tragic death of a female park aide in Humboldt County. Nathan Porter from our very own NBC Bay Area has...
5: Met. Hey, babe, coffee's ready.
2: Just a minute. This was the scene last night at the Humboldt Redwood State Park. A CHP helicopter airlifts the body of a female park aide from a rocky gorge deep in the forest. Twenty-year-old Chelsea Brewer was found dead by two passing hikers after falling over a 100-foot cliff.
4: What was that? What? Are they talking about Chelsea?
5: Yeah. (sighs) I can turn it back on if you want.
4: No, I can't look at that right now.
5: All right. Coffee?
4: Yeah, I'll take it to go. Only have a few minutes.
5: I just leave. I didn't. Yeah, me neither.
4: Have you... Have you looked over the contract yet?
5: I have. What do you think? You sure you want to do this today?
4: Not at all. I can hardly think straight.
5: Can you reschedule? No. I just think you should be 100% going into the negotiations. Well,
4: I'd like that too, but here we are. So? Uh,
5: well, I mean, I gotta say, the numbers are impressive. Potentially. 10 million in public stimulus, 8 square miles of national forest at 4,000 per acre, that's what? 5,100 acres. 21.5 million in permits. I mean, that's not potential. I can practically see the dollar signs in your eyes. What'd you expect? I own three businesses in this town.
4: Did you see the environmental impact survey?
5: Uh, no, I don't think so.
4: That's because there isn't one.
5: Hmm. Smart.
4: More like conniving. To them, we're just another desperate podunk.
5: All right, try and keep it civil, okay? I should get going. You know, McDouglas has already gone public with his support. I hear he's buying up airtime.
4: He doesn't even know what he's supporting.
5: Neither did anyone last night. Look how that turned out.
4: Look, I haven't decided on anything.
5: Doesn't sound like it.
4: I gotta go. All
5: right, just wait a second. What? Look... The election is in eight weeks. I'm not asking you to blindly sign on the dotted line, okay? I mean, whatever you decide, I will support it. But? But none of that support's gonna mean a thing if you're out of a job. You need time to gather the facts. Fine, I get that. But every second you remain undecided is costing you votes. So what should I do? Let me go public with my endorsement. (sighs) Arthur. Your polls are in free fall right now. We've talked about this. Yeah, and the more we talk, the less sense it makes to hold off any longer. Look, I've got 50 people on my payroll. I'm board chair of the Better Business Bureau. I
4: can't afford to have a scandal on my hands, okay? Wait till you see how that pulls.
5: Oh, so now our relationship is a scandal? To them,
4: yes. Everyone in this town knows Mark, and as much as I hate to admit it, he's one of the reasons why I was elected in the first place.
5: And I can be one of those reasons, too. I
4: don't need you to be. Look, I'm just trying to keep my public and private life separate
5: this time. Yeah, I get it.
4: So let's just slow things down a bit, okay?
5: I'm only trying to help. I know. Laura, don't let Mark's feelings cost you your career. You're too important. And you deserve better.
4: I'm walking out now, Jess.
5: Thank
4: you. Okay. I mean that.
2: Captain, take a look. What's this? You recognize it?
0: Chelsea's canteen. Where did you find it?
2: Beaver Creek. Took a ride over after I left the coroners. Have you read their report?
0: Soon as it came in.
2: We need to get that canteen to a lab. Find out what's inside.
0: You think it's poisoned?
2: I'll bet my paycheck on it. Send a team to test Beaver Creek while you're at it.
0: We don't know if this water came from the creek.
2: Well, we should test it anyway. Rodenticides wouldn't make it through the tap. Someone could be diverting runoff upstream.
0: Okay. I'll get a team out there next week. Next week? That's the best I can do.
2: The best you can do. What are you talking about? Get them out there today. It's
0: more complicated than that.
2: The entire creek could be contaminated. You want to wait a week to find out?
0: Mark, there are other things at play here that I can't just push to the back of the line. Like what? Like a backlog of pending cases that need both our attention. Not to mention the new land survey commissioned by Petrus. How do
2: any of those things take priority over Chelsea's death?
0: Because regardless of how you or I feel about the situation, Chelsea's death is listed as
2: an accident. And we have an opportunity to change that. Mark. What happens when another biologist? Turns up because we were too slow to act. If someone is diverting contaminated water into the creek, it's our job to stop
6: it.
0: And we will. But there's due process to consider here. I've got 14 employees to oversee 83 square miles of National Forest. I can't afford to divert all my resources to a single case over a hunch. That includes you. I can restrict access to Beaver Creek till the results come back. That's the best I can do right now.
2: Don't then, our bar is pretty fucking low. Mark. What?
0: You're free to do what you want on your own time. But when you're here, I need you here.
2: Hmm. Deal. Excuse me. Yeah. Hi. Ah, yeah, I'm looking for Lab 11A. I don't see third it. third door maybe. on the right. Thanks. <sighs> uh, hello? Anyone here? Yes. Oh, hi. I'm uh, Mark Ellis from the Fish and Game Department. I called about an hour ago.
6: Our meeting was scheduled for 12.30. Uh,
2: yeah. It's what? It's, uh, it's 12.24.
6: You're six minutes early.
2: Well, I can wait if you need more time.
6: More time for what?
2: I don't know. You tell me. Uh, it's Miguel, right? Yes. You spoke at the town hall last night, or tried to at least.
6: They were very rude.
2: Right. Like I said, I'm Mark Ellis with the Fish and Game Department. Is now a good time to chat?
6: Is this regarding my research in the declining fisher population?
2: It is. Uh, I just have a few follow up Please,
6: have a seat. I'll be right back. Well, uh, Wait a second. Jesus Christ. Here's a copy of my report.
2: Wow. That's very uh, thorough.
6: Let's start from the top. Oh, I don't know, actually, if I have enough time. Section to- one covers the history of fissures in the park. The closed canopies and structural complexity of the redwoods provides an ideal habitat. They thrive in these sorts of riparian environments. I'm sorry,
2: Miguel. Uh, what exactly is your relationship to the college? Are you a student here? No. I'm a teacher's assistant for Professor Collins. So is this an official study conducted by Humboldt State?
6: No. The ecology department declined my grant application the past two years. This is my own independent research.
2: So you're the only one who's been looking into this? That's right. There's no one else I can talk to, not Professor Collins or anyone else in the department?
6: No, just me. Great. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why are they called fishers when they don't hunt or eat fish? The name likely came from French fur trappers, (sighs) fiche, meaning pullcats. Yeah, uh,
2: look, I'm sorry to keep interrupting, but I'm kind of pressed for time here. Oh. I was hoping that we could pick up from where you left off last night. You mentioned something about rodenticides, remember? I do. Can you elaborate on that?
6: Of course. Last year, I started noticing... Hold that
2: thought. I'm just going to record this, if that's all right. Just helps me organize my thoughts. Uh, all right, go ahead.
6: That's a Philips Mini 388. Huh? Your recorder. I use an earlier model. The only real difference I can see yeah, is...
2: Okay, let's try to stay on track, okay? So you were saying...
6: Right. Well, I started conducting my research about 18 months ago after I came across a den of dead fishers in the park. Four total. A female and three kits. I thought it was strange because none of them showed any signs of physical damage. No gashes, bite marks, things like that. So it couldn't have been a predator or a rival male. But... When I looked closer, I noticed a layer of bloody film forming at the mouth. Same for all four. Where was this? Shasta County. It's all there in the report.
2: Okay. Then what?
6: I took one of the kits back here to conduct an autopsy. When I opened her up, I noticed severe pulmonary hemorrhaging. Looks like the whole family ingested some sort of toxin. Blood tests came back with traces of anticoagulants, hydroxychromorin, theochrominone, they are blood thinners that cause respiratory failure over time.
2: And all those can be found in rodenticides?
6: Correct. Hmm. After that, I decided to expand my search down the six rivers in Humboldt County. That's when things really started to open up. Fisher corpses were everywhere, all with the same bloody film. Over the course of about eight months, I was able to collect and examine 22 other samples. Every one of them tested positive for the same toxins.
2: And from the same rodenticide?
6: Carbiferin, specifically.
2: Carbofuran.
6: It's a carbonate pesticide. EPA banned granular use in 1991, but it's still available as a liquid.
2: Do you still have those samples? I don't. Why not? What'd you do with them?
6: Professor Collins had it all thrown out after he caught me in the lab after hours. He told me I'm not allowed to use university equipment for unapproved research. He said next time he'd fire me.
2: Sounds like an asshole.
6: Please don't curse.
2: Sorry, um, but you still have all the data, right?
6: Yeah, it's right in front of you.
2: Miguel, have you tested any water sources in the park for carbofuran?
6: Of course. I discovered a few hot spots up north along the Ryan Slough Delta, just before the county line.
2: How about Beaver Creek?
6: I haven't tested there, no. Why? Are there dead fishers there too? Is that what this is about?
2: There might be, yeah.
6: I'll need to test the creek. Conduct a search.
2: How long would it take to get back results?
6: Not long. A few minutes. Hmm.
2: What time do you get off?
4: Councilwoman Romero's office, this is Jess. Okay, yeah, we're in conference room C, thanks. They here? Yep, they're walking up now. How do I look? Fine, I'll take that I guess. Hello there. Mrs. Campbell, gentlemen, come in.
5: Hello, thank you. Good afternoon, how are you?
4: I'm Laura Romero, it's so nice to finally meet you.
7: Likewise. This is Jess Ridge, my chief of staff. Hi, welcome. Nice to finally put names to faces. This is my team, Mr. Jimenez, Mr. Kaufman, Mr. Kravis. You three set up down there. Absolutely. Oh, they're more than welcome to join us at this end. I prefer if they didn't. No one likes to feel hovered over. Um, Should we get started? Of course.
4: I gotta say, Mrs. Campbell,
7: I was expecting you to be a bit older. (laughs) I thought the same about you. (laughs) I hear we share some common heritage as well. I'm originally from Tijuana. And you? Right here in Eureka, actually.
4: My parents came over from Mexico City a couple months before I was born. And here you are. They must be very proud. I like to think so. They passed a few years ago,
7: so... Oh, no. Lo siento mucho. Thank you. I suppose now is a good time to offer my condolences for the young park aide. I understand it's been a rough 24 hours. Thank you. I, uh,
4: think we're all still processing, to be completely
7: honest. I read your statement this morning. She sounded like a bright young woman. Yeah, she really was. Such a tragedy. Well, are we ready to dive in? I take it you've had a chance to review our initial offer? We have, yes. I think the main goal of this meeting should be for us to get on the same page, find some common ground, and go from there. I agree. As you're well aware, we at Petrus West are looking to expand our operations into Humboldt County. Your district in particular, Mrs. Romero, is home to several natural resources that we specialize in extracting. Gold, chromium, manganese, just to name a few. Petra serves as both a pillar and a safety net to the communities we partner with. And we believe Eureka is a perfect candidate to benefit from that partnership. Now, mining obviously comes with its own challenges. Extracting these resources is expensive, labor-intensive, and inevitably comes with environmental repercussions. That's one way to put it. What's unique about this deal is that over 98% of the deposits we're looking to extract are located on federal public land. We are prepared to make you an offer that would be mutually beneficial. Let's start with our proposed stimulus package. I'm sorry, can I stop you there?
4: Yes? I just don't think going point by point is the most efficient use of our time. Fair enough. You said the goal of this meeting is to get on the same page. Maybe we should start there, because I think we're far
7: from it. I'd be happy to address any of your concerns. I appreciate that. Let's start with the environmental impact survey. Of course. When can we be expecting it? Our team is still compiling the numbers. Should be ready within the next few weeks. Why the delay? I suppose the main reason is due to the fact that your office hasn't conducted a proper land survey since 1990. California experiences over 10,000 earthquakes a year. The terrain is constantly shifting. So we're working with the Fish and Game Department to conduct a new up-to-date survey. Completely funded by us, of course. I'm aware of all that.
4: I guess what I'm asking is how you're able to come up with all these economic projections without knowing the full extent
7: of your operations. (laughs) We've been in business for over 50 years, Mrs. Romero. In that time, we've worked with dozens of communities, both state and local governments. The numbers are consistent across the board. I don't think that logic can be applied to environmental fallout, especially here. I don't agree with that. No? Not at all. Petrus isn't exempt from federal or state regulations. I think you and I both know those regulations mean next to nothing. We don't write the legislation. No, you just pay for it. Laura.
4: This is a national forest we're talking about here. Some of those trees are over 2,000 years old. Your offer makes no mention of the scale of construction, no mention of impacts to air and water quality, no mention of wildlife, cultural sites. As I said before, we're still in the process of compiling that data. I don't think we have anything further to discuss. Not until my office receives an environmental impact survey. And if I'm being honest, Mrs. Campbell, the fact that you thought this offer was ready for review, I can't help but question your judgment. Taking the gloves off a little early, don't you think? I think I'm treating this matter with the seriousness it deserves. So where do we go from here? We can restart negotiations
7: once you've completed the survey. Till then, my office will be in touch. I hope your constituents share your conservational values, Mrs. Romero. Till next time. fuck
6: him no no please Mr. Ellis can you make him stop please come here bear. thank you don't like dogs huh not the big ones
2: don't worry if he didn't like you you'd know ain't that right boy how much longer? Another minute or two. Are you sure it'll give an accurate reading? It's pretty generic. If the levels are high
6: enough, yeah. Where'd you get that thing, anyway? I borrowed it from the lab. Thought that was a no-no. It is, but uh, please don't tell anyone. I won't. <laughs> okay, here we go. It's red.
2: What does red mean?
6: It means the creek's contaminated.
2: Carbofuran?
6: Could be. I'll need to run more tests with the proper equipment.
2: But you got the same reading at the other sites you tested, right?
6: Uh-huh. Each one came back red.
2: Hmm.
6: I'm gonna take a sample back with me.
2: The
6: hmm. water runs south down the mountain, so I need to diversion. It's getting late. Can you give me a ride home, please? I think we should take a look upstream. Yeah, why not? It'll be dark soon. We've got another hour till the sun drops. I don't know. My parents don't like me staying out after dark. I'll get you back before then, promise. Come on.
2: Maybe we'll find some fishers.
6: (sighs) How much further? Not far. Uh, We've been walking for 33 minutes. Thanks for counting. You're welcome. <sighs> uh, Mr. Ellis? What? I'd like to go back now. Yeah, just a little farther. It's getting dark. My parents will be looking for me. How old are you, Miguel? How old am I? Yeah, how old are you? I'm 25. is yeah, a little old to be living with your parents, don't you think? Where else would I live?
2: I don't know. Wherever you want. you got a job. You're obviously smart. Maybe it's time to be a little more, you know, independent.
6: I, uh... I don't think I could do that. Why not? Because of my condition.
2: What condition might that be? ASD. What's ASD?
6: Autism Spectrum Disorder. Really? Yes. Huh. Well,
2: you had me fooled,
6: if that means anything. I'm sorry. Huh? I didn't mean to fool you. What? No, no, no I, I, I didn't mean that. a bad thing. I just didn't know. Oh. Well, thank you.
2: You're welcome, I guess.
6: <sighs> Can we go back now?
2: Yeah, yeah. Probably should.
6: No fishers. Nope. Can we come back tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, sure. If you want. Yes, please. All right. Uh, let's head back. You see Bear? Uh-uh. Bear! Come here, boy! Where'd he go? There he is. Where? Right up there.
2: What's he doing?
6: Bear, come! Why isn't he coming? I don't know. What's he looking at? Careful. What? That's poison oak. Yes, it is.
2: Here, walk around this way, don't touch it.
6: I thought we were going back.
2: Yeah, we are, we are, once we get beer. I think he sees something.
6: Well, what is it? Mr. Alice? Shh, stay quiet, don't move. Miguel, listen to me.
2: I need you to lay down flat on your stomach, okay? Do it slowly. Why,
5: what is it? Just do it, slowly. You have a quiet. God. Don't talk.
2: There's someone up ahead.
1: Wolf Entertainment and Endeavor content present Dark Woods. Written by David Pergolini. Directed by Takashi Dosher. Executive produced by Elliot Wolf. Starring Corey Stoll as Mark Ellis Monica Raymond as Laura Romero And Reed Scott as Arthur Headley Featuring Anthony Jacques Jr. as Miguel Aravallo Marna Milans as Maria Campbell Laura Sangiacomo as Captain Nina Higgs And Tony Trucks as Jess Ridge Additional performances in this episode By Chris Browning as Dr. Elliot Tiffany Daniels as News Anchor Shama Williamson as student, Joseph Sanfilippo as news anchor. Executive produced by Dick Wolf, Elliot Wolf, and Jenny Rattle at Mast. Produced by Fiona Smith, Takashi Dosher, and David Pergolini. Our associate producers are Talia Shea-Levin and Lydia Smith. Casting by Sarah Isaacson. Production assistance from Romelia Osorio. Engineering by Bobby Howley. Editing by Nathan Rule and Bobby Howley. Additional editing by David Pergolini. Sound design and mix by Nathan Rule and Bobby Howley. Original score composed by John Kafer and Michael Dean Parsons. Foley artists Mike Miller and Bobby Howley. Additional engineering from Matt Rocker at Underground Audio. Production and post-production services provided by This Is Sound Design Studios. Production legal by Chad Russo and Ramo Law PC. Payroll services by Violet Romero of ABS Payroll. Our line producer is Alex Levine. Darkwoods is a production of Wolf Entertainment and Endeavor Content in association with WaveRunner Studios. For more information, visit EndeavorAudio.com. This podcast was recorded under a SAG-AFTRA collective bargaining agreement. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast.
0: Thank you for
5: listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.